The High Limit announcement is out, and we're going through everything to give you a full rundown on what we know and what's still to come. Let's go. It's still Tuesday, November 7th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. Welcome into a bonus episode of the show for today. Obviously, if you watched the show I put out earlier, you knew this was going to be a possibility. As expected, High Limit has dropped some details on their plans for 2024 in a release posted to flowracing.com and highlimitracing.com. There's a bunch of stuff in here to unpack, and I would also recommend checking out Jeremy's two stories over at sprintcarunlimited.com. One of them is free. The other you will need a subscription to his site for. I'll link to the free story below in the video description. Looking through the official release, there's not really a lot in here that we didn't expect, and most of it we've talked about at various points on this show. They'll run 50-plus races, they'll be live on Flow Racing, and it will be a national schedule with a West Coast trip. Flow does have a minority stake in ownership of High Limit, and they confirm that Brad Sweet will run High Limit full-time with Kyle Larson racing when it fits his schedule. Side note here, I don't understand those who questioned whether or not Sweet would race on this side with High Limit. Why in the world would he start a full national sprint car series but run with the Outlaws? This was always going to be the case, and everyone in the industry already knew this. It's been interesting reading those comments calling me out for talking about Brad leaving as if it weren't true or wrong somehow. There's even one on my show from earlier today. If you, if you watch the Outlaw Banquet the other night, there are also lots of uh, references to Brad leaving as well. As a whole, though, uh, High Limit will have a million-dollar point fund with the champion earning $250,000 in the midweek series. There will be a midweek series. We'll have a $100,000 point fund itself. As I said in the Daily Show earlier, High Limit would have to find ways to differentiate themselves from the outlaws, and that includes no restrictions on full-time competitors. Teams will be able to race away from High Limit as they want, according to the release, but I'm sure there'll be some stipulations in that contract. And yes, there will be a contract here for full-time high-limit teams, just like there was in 2023, even with the, high, uh, with the midweek deal. This season, for example, teams only got the points fund payouts if they had perfect attendance, and I would assume that will carry over for next year. As for purse money, don't expect uh, what you saw this season in terms of payouts to be for every show next year. According to Jeremy Elliott, the midweek races will again pay over 20000 to win, but regular weekend shows will look similar to the Outlaws. Standard high limit shows will pay $12,000 and $15,000 win and $1,200 and $1,500 to start. With a 20% increase on the outlaw side, like we talked about in the Daily Show earlier, these two will be very much in line when it comes to standard race purses. High limit will also offer tow money to teams on a tiered system, just like the outlaws do. They're going to offer $600, $500, and $400 a race. uh, That will be depending on their standing. Uh, that will be less than the Outlaws offer, as is the points fund. You know, we talked earlier today about the Outlaws doubling their to, uh, their tow money. And the point fund on the Outlaw side, if you uh, stay in good standing, you only run four races outside, the champion gets $350,000. Looking at the total package on offer here, the big selling point for High Limit will be that freedom to also race elsewhere, plus the addition of some off weekends. Uh, looking at what we know about the schedule, that wasn't released today, but there are plenty of details sprinkled throughout the release and Jeremy's stories about what to expect. The High Limit year will start in Florida at East Bay, supposedly the week after Dirt Car Nationals, and that East Bay early season racing was part of this, the All-Star schedule. And just like we talked about here on the show, it will end at the dirt track at Texas Motor Speedway. That will happen in October. There will also be a High Limit show, uh, High Limit show at Texas in April in conjunction with the NASCAR weekend. 
Jeremy also mentions an alliance with the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series for some joint shows, and you can expect that partnership to start early. This isn't a part of the release, but I've heard after East Bay, High Limit will join Lucas at Golden Isles in Georgia. An alliance between High Limit and Lucas makes sense with the Flow Racing connection, and I actually like this a lot, especially for race fans who will get to see two big-time series on the same night a few times this year. After that early season run down south, High Limit is expected to take several weeks off, similar to what the All-Stars did before restarting their season into the spring. That's also not in the release, but uh, that's what I've heard. Uh, the release does mention big shows for High Limit, including the Weikert and Tusky 50 at Port Royal. We already knew about the Dean Niddle Memorial at Portsmouth, and then also the, uh, the Race Redeem Foundation race. Those were all previously main events for the All-Stars. They will also uh, all stick around be High Limit shows. We'll also have Lakeside and Eagle back on the schedule. They were uh, obviously big shows on the uh, midweek uh, season this year, uh, with Eagle supposedly paying even more big money than it did this year. Also, as expected, the Gold Cup at Silver Dollar and the Skagit Nationals flip from Outlaw Sanction to High Limit Sanction. Those two events will be the cornerstones of the High Limit West Coast Swing. With Skagit and the Rudine race going High Limit, I think it's also safe to, uh, to, uh, safe to assume here that the Rudine 26 and Zeb Wise will most likely be High Limit full-timers next year, joining Brad Sweet and whoever else they can convince. Keep an eye on that West Coast swing too when the schedule drops, as it appears as they'll go, they'll go from the West Coast, either California or Washington, straight to Port Royal the very next week for the Tuscarora 50. That'll be a tough week for the teams and a lot of highway miles, and I think could end up being a small deterrent for those looking to go full-time. Both the release and Jeremy stories point towards a high-limit takeover of the Four Crown weekend for the winged races. Remember, uh, uh, this season and in past seasons, spend the Outlaws on Friday night, then the All-Stars on Saturday. That I would assume that that will all be high-limit. Uh, and then uh, King's Royal Week will now be split. Wednesday and Thursday will be high-limit sanctioned races, with Thursday paying $100,000 to win while the Kings Royal Friday and Saturday will remain with the Outlaws. This year, that Wednesday and Thursday were for the Eldora Million, which was unsanctioned, obviously, Kings Royal Friday, Saturday. Uh, those early uh, week dates, that Wednesday, Thursday, will be high limit. Jeremy says by the time the schedule is released, we could be into the low 60s for total race count, depending on how things go. I do think it's interesting that High Limit did not get a Knoxville race, and I know that because if they had, it would have been included in their announcement today. So no High Limit at the uh, you know the, the capital of sprint car racing. Some other interesting things to point out here too. Uh, first, longtime racing and marketing operator Kendra Jacobs is moving from her role at Flow Racing over to High Limit to help them manage events and marketing. She's previously been at Knoxville, Hendrick Motorsports, and she co-hosted Wing Nation at MRN with Steve Post in the early days. She will join the High Limit leadership that already includes, obviously, Brad and Kyle, plus Mike Hess, who will move over to a full-time position for next year. Larson's business manager uh, in Josh Peterman, uh, you'll hear him referred to as JP a lot. He's also in the mix here, but I would expect him to focus more on Larson's career, the IndyCar stuff, the NASCAR stuff going forward, and take a bit of a step back from High Limit kind of behind the scenes. Also, Jeremy mentions that High Limit will use MedStar's safety team at all events next year, giving them a dedicated safety crew. Something like this is what I'd like to see from the Outlaws. I know they've made strides with their officials on the safety side, but I think a real official named safety team traveling to every, uh, every race is the right move, and I would like to see that on both sides. Also, I know this one will bother a lot of folks, but the All-Star name officially going away. Everything will be high-limit branded going forward. I think that's a shame, especially uh, since the All-Stars have been around since 1970, but I do understand their reasoning behind the move. It doesn't confuse anything, and now, uh, they can now build their own brand going forward. 
I will point out too that it's not the High Limit Sprint Car Series anymore, but instead just High Limit Racing as the official name. And you'll also see that in the logo that's on the screen right now. Uh, I know this is a lot of information to, di uh, to digest here, so feel free to go back through this. The full show script will be posted at dirttracker.com if you want to read everything that I have just talked about. I'll also link below to the official release uh, and Jeremy's free story. Clearly, there's a lot more to come here. And that includes, obviously, the full schedules for both High Limit and the Outlaws, and also decisions from teams about who goes which direction. Comment section is open. Feel free to leave your thoughts on everything we learned or didn't learn today. Uh, appreciate you guys uh, coming back through for a second daily show today. Hope you have a great rest of your Tuesday out there. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Tomorrow.